But how are you going to do this? What could it look like for you in, in this coming year to let go of the past and have one compelling focus? Welcome to the Kingdom Life Coaching Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Nilsson, speaker, author, and yes, life coach. We live in a noisy world with a million external influences vying for our attention. This is the space where we can quiet the noise, sort out our thoughts through honest conversation, and discover what it looks like to take aligned, faith-filled action in a world of endless possibilities. Hi, you guys. Welcome back to another episode. I'm your host, Megan Nilsson, and it is my honor and privilege to be hanging out with you today. Thanks for tuning in. If you have been with me for a while now, welcome back. And if this is your very first time, welcome. You can jump back to episode one if you kind of want to figure out where we started, why we're doing this. And we are now marching through the 40s. So, so exciting to have this many episodes in. And I thank you for for being here Today, there's actually one specific verse that has been really lighting a fire in my mind and in my heart, and I want to share it with you today, and it is from the book of Philippians. So if you go back a couple of episodes to the first episode of, the, of this new year, I actually talked about Philippians chapter 1, verses 20, 21, to live is, is Christ, to die is gain, and really what does that mean? to to put Christ first in all that we do and live in surrendered intentional faith this year. And so I say I was like, you know what? I'm just going to kind of keep marching through the book of Philippians. I'm going to start reading here. I want to read the New Testament and God had me in that space. And so there's a verse in chapter 3 that is just powerful and it makes me think maybe some of you will resonate with it as well but before I go into that I want to just remind you that this letter that Paul writes is he's writing it from a prison cell so I'm not sure how many of you that are listening to me today have been in prison I have not been myself incarcerated but I have heard testimonies of people who have been in prison and how Jesus has met them there and it's absolutely astounding, radical, amazing, inspiring stories. And, you know, I think most of us, if we were in prison ourselves, we would just be thinking, how can we get out? How can we get out of here? This is horrible. And yet Paul wants to send the Philippian church this this letter of joy. So a lot of people call this the letter of joy. And as a reminder, I was reading about Philippians and the reason that that church started, if you go back to Acts chapter 16, verses 8 through 10, Paul himself, while he's ministering in Troas, he has a vision in the night of a man from Macedonia. And this man is standing beside his bed, pleading with him to come and give them the gospel. Paul actually had plans to go somewhere else, and yet he had a vision in the middle of the night in his dreams that he was supposed to go there, and Paul walking in radical, obedient faith, not knowing exactly what was going to happen, but knowing that that's where God was calling him, that's where he went. And in Philippi, he is arrested for preaching the gospel. He's thrown in a prison cell. He's beaten. He and his co-worker Silas, they begin to sing songs of joy and praise to the Most High God. In fact... (laughs) Okay, for any of you Amy Grant fans out there, you know that there's a song about Paul and Silas singing their way out of prison. So I'm going to spare you, but you know who you are. We listened to that one for sure. 
And as they're singing, this causes this miracle in the prison and the doors are flung open and they escape, but they lead, end up leading the jailer to Christ. And maybe some, some would even maybe suppose that this man was who the jailer was, who Paul had seen in his vision. I don't know. But Philippi is where Paul meets Lydia. This amazing businesswoman who is apparently an importer-exporter. Okay, now we're, we got a little Seinfeld reference. She's an importer-exporter in that city. And the miracles of God, that God birthed a church there among the Philippians. And Paul longs to encourage them to never give up. But he is in jail as he's writing this letter. And these words point them, the Church of Philippi, point us to heaven. They teach us that our true life is not just in this world. This is not all there is, but the truest life is in heavenly calling, the heavenly realm. And this is what he is giving to his, his church. And there's just good and glorious work that Christ is beginning in their hearts. And he promises to complete once he, you know, once he is fully unveiled. And Philippians teaches us how important it is to be joyful throughout our journey of becoming like Christ. And I know that there are times when it feels impossible to even muster up an ounce of joy. And yet that's who our God is. That's what Paul is reminding us in, in the pages of this book. So I want to jump to chapter three. And in the middle of this book, Paul is talking about his, his resume, his worldly resume. And he says this starting in verse five. I'm going to read out the Passion Translation because I love the way that this hits once we get to the center of this teaching here today. But Paul starts this. He says, I was born a true Hebrew of the heritage of Israel as the son of a Jewish man from the tribe of Benjamin. So he is ramping up. He is beginning to just kind of make the case for why in the natural sense, he's a really successful, renowned human being. He says, I was circumcised eight days after my birth and was raised in the strict tradition of Orthodox Judaism, living a separated and devout life as a Pharisee. So he has, he has been in this space, this religious space that is, that is revered in this culture. And concerning the righteousness of the Torah, no one surpassed me. I was without a peer. Furthermore, as a fiery defender of the truth, I persecuted the Messianic believers with religious zeal. So he was a Pharisee. He knew the Torah front and back, upside and down, inside and out. And he was a defender of the truth, persecuting and even killing Christians. Yet all of the accomplishments that I once took credit for this is verse seven. I've now forsaken them and I regard it all as nothing compared to the delight of experiencing Jesus Christ as my Lord. In that space, he's like, I have experienced the, mo the highest pinnacle point from a, a Jewish religious culture that anybody could be. And yet when God got a hold of me, God got a hold of Saul on the road to Damascus blinded him, came to him in a vision and radically changed his life. And there's a whole nother podcast episode I'm going to bring in about <laughs> that encounter with some other people along the way. But he says to truly know him, Jesus, meant letting go of everything from my past and throwing all my boasting on the garbage heap. This is a key point to tune into, to truly know Jesus Christ Paul is saying, I had to let go of everything from my past. 
It's all like a pile of manure to me now so that I may be enriched in the reality of knowing Jesus Christ and embrace him as Lord in all his greatness. There's this moment, there's this crossroads, and there's this revelation when Paul is saying, everything that I was about, everything that I hung my hat on, everything that I wanted to tack up to the wall and shout to the world is nothing compared to surrendering my life to Jesus and knowing his greatness. Verse nine, my passion is to be consumed with him and not clinging to my own, quote, righteousness based in keeping the written law. My righteousness will be his based on the faithfulness of Jesus Christ. The very righteousness that comes from God. He is rewriting the script. He is reversing the paradigm. He is flipping it over. Chapter 3, verse 10. And I continually long to know the wonders of Jesus more fully and to experience the overflowing power of his resurrection working in me. I will be one with him in his sufferings and I will be one with him in his death. Talk about a declaration, huh? Verse 11, only then will I be able to experience complete oneness with him in his resurrection from the realm of death. There's a full dying to self. Now here in verse 12, this is where we're, this is where it's getting good, where it's going to ramp up and where I want to really challenge us all today. Paul writes, I admit that I haven't yet acquired the absolute fullness that I'm pursuing. He he has not arrived in some space where he is just absolutely 100% aligned and one with Christ. But he says, I run with passion into his abundance. Why? So that I may reach the purpose that Jesus Christ has called me to fulfill and wants me to discover. Right there, he's telling us that he has not reached the goal yet. And But just because he hasn't reached the goal yet doesn't mean that he's giving it up or that he's getting dissuaded or he's getting discouraged. He's like, no, I actually am going to run with passion even harder into the abundance of Jesus so that I may reach the purpose that he's called me to fulfill. Paul is telling us that he has a purpose to fulfill, and I believe that he's speaking to other believers as well, that as we run with passion into the abundance of Christ, we will begin to discover and understand what it looks like for us to fulfill and discover our own purposes in Jesus. Verse 13, I don't depend on my own strength to accomplish this. However, I do have one compelling focus. So just here, he's saying, I am not resting on my own laurels. I know that I don't have the strength in my own humanity to do this. So let's just get that clear. He says, but I do have one focus, and this is what it is. I forget all of the past as I fasten my heart to the future instead. I forget all of the past as I fasten my heart to the future instead. I run straight for the divine invitation of reaching the heavenly goal and gaining the victory prize through the anointing of Jesus. So let all who are fully mature have this same passion. And if anyone is not yet gripped by these desires, God will reveal it to them. And let us all advance together to reach this victory prize following one path with one passion. This is what's really hitting me today 
And I wonder if it resonates with you, especially as we're starting a new year. And so many of us, so many of us are focused on these worldly goals. And again, worldly goals in and of themselves are not bad. They are just limited. They are incomplete. What does it look like for you to forget the past? So many of us, we start the new year and what are we doing? We're focused. We're bringing the baggage of the past with us. Now, of course, we need to deal with some things. If you need to go to counseling and work through some stuff and get healing from trauma, by all means, do that. But if what you are bringing with you into this season is holding you back, Paul is talking about running a race, running with passion for the divine prize. Do you think people run a race with weights on them? No, they actually train with weights. So you think about athletes that are training for things, you know, and I, and I, I, I do, I do, I do me some CrossFit. So I know that some of those CrossFitters out there, they're throwing on those weighted vests. Those soldiers are throwing on weighted vests. Why? Because that the weight adds to the training and then you shed the vest when it's time to actually do the thing. You carry more weight when you're training so your body can, can get strong. So there are some things that have happened to you. There are some things that you have been carrying around in this training season. Perhaps God has been had you in a training season and some weight, some, some heavy things that you have been carrying. But I believe that God has a word for us and he's saying it is no longer the training season for you. Again, this side of heaven, we are always training in one degree or another. There's this word called sanctification. We are, we are walking in sanctification our entire lives as believers. We are not totally, you know, there's no justification until the very, very end when we are, when we die and we are with Jesus. So yes, there's this process, but I also believe that, that there's there, Paul has his words. We throw off the weight that hinders us. We throw off the weight that hinders. Why? So that we can run the race. So what is it? What, what rocks in your backpack? What heavy weights are you carrying around right now that are, that's causing you to stumble? It's causing, it's slowing you down. Jesus is saying to you right now, I see you and it is time to take that backpack off, to lay it down, to give it to me. I am trust, trust my hand of healing over these things because you need to be light as a feather. It's a little Muhammad Ali moment, you know, you need to be light as a feather so that you can fight the good fight. So you can run the race mark out for you. So Paul is encouraging us to forget the past, to let go of it. Maybe there needs to be some forgiveness. Maybe forgiveness is part of the, the, of the plan of how you're going to let go of the past. Maybe there's a conversation you need to have with someone and say, you know what? I have been carrying this grudge. I have been carrying this offense. I have been carrying this thing. And I know that it's hindering me and it's hindering you. And so I just want to let you know that I'm letting it go. The flesh no longer has control over me because I want to cling to the one true thing that actually matters. And that's the love and grace of Jesus Christ. We might have to do some earthly business before we can, before we can run this race, but how are you going to do this? What could it look like for you in, in this coming year 
to let go of the past and have one compelling focus. What is your one compelling focus so that you can fasten your heart on the future? And in Paul's words in the Passion Translation, so that you can run straight for the divine invitation of reaching the heavenly goal, gaining the victory prize through the anointing of Jesus. And I love this one. He says, so let all who are fully mature have the same passion. And I have an inkling that most people that are listening to this podcast are fully mature believers. Why would you click on a podcast called Kingdom Life Coaching if you weren't growing in your faith, if you weren't maturing in your faith? And so I believe that this is a word for you who have been walking with Jesus for any length of time, and you know that you he's calling you into this passion. And if, if it has not yet gripped you, Paul tells us, he promises us, he declares and prophesies, God will reveal it to you. So what does it look like right now at the beginning of this year to actually take this moment and let go of some of the things that are hindering you, let go of the past, trusting that it is, it is gone. You are moving on. Yes, we have healing. Yes, we stay connected in the ways that we are supposed to stay connected. But if there is something that is weighing you down so that you cannot run, into the abundance with passion on the one thing that God's calling you to, that I am suggesting that it's time to do some business, some time to do some business with the Lord in your own heart, maybe with some other people. I don't really know what that's going to look like for you. So I, I would encourage you to take it to the Lord, to ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you what are some of the things that are hindering you, some of the things of the past that need to go, and what is the one focus? I believe that we are so inundated, saturated, just overwhelmed by the noises of this world. We are overwhelmed and inundated with information and ideas and things that we could be doing. And yet Paul is reminding us in Philippians chapter three that we need to have one focus and that one focus is is ultimate surrender, clinging to Jesus Christ, the grace and the love and the light of Jesus Christ. And then from there, God will reveal to you the plans and purposes that he has for you. Because even Paul, in in different parts of his writing, he says, you know what? I wish, I wish I could just die and go to heaven. I would rather be with Jesus, but I know that he's still got some things for me to do on this earth. If you are listening to this podcast and you are engaged at any level, I am telling you right now that he has got some things for you to do on this earth. Why? Why? Not so you can sit fat and happy on some hill, just kind of rolling around doing your own thing. No, I believe that the kingdom purposes are for other people. So for you to glorify God and bring blessing of God into the lives of other people, what will that look like for you this year? It's exciting to me as I think about this, as I get this download and this vision from the Lord, and I pray and hope that it is also exciting for you. Many of you have heard me talk about this, and I'm going to invite you one more time to consider coming to the If Only Conference. Go to ifonlyconference.com. If that link is not working, then go to meganbnilson.com and click on shop. You'll see right there the If Only Conference hosted by my friend Lissa Figgins and myself. And we are going to take two hours on Friday morning, the 19th, to go after this thing. What is the focus? What does it look like to be surrendered to Jesus in this season? 
and allow the Holy Spirit, allow the love of God to come in and actually fill your mind with his plans and purposes for you. If you are ready to, to focus on one thing, to create that clarity of vision that Paul is talking about, and then create the time to do it, because that's the other just nagging challenge that we have is I'm so busy. I don't really have time. Even if Jesus did give me the focus, do you understand how many other things that I'm doing in my life? I, I do. I understand. And yet I know without a shadow of a doubt that if God is calling you to it, he's going to create the time to help you get there. And he is using us. He's using his church, his human beings, his brothers and sisters in Christ to help inform one another. So Lisa and I would count it our honor and privilege to walk you through this two-hour virtual conference where you get to just give yourself a gift of time to come before the Lord, to hear from him, to forget what is past, to focus on what he's bringing you into in the future, and then begin to ask him for his kingdom strategy, for his kingdom download. What does, Lord, how do I, how do I make that time? What, what, what do I need to let go of so that I can walk fully focused in you and the plans and purposes that you have for me? So go to ifonlyconference.com or meganbnilson.com, check it out. And I'm going to give you a little bit of a teaser. Regarding my book, Untangled Faith, I'm working on a study guide. I'm just about finished with it. So if you are thinking, man, I really want to know how to hear God's voice. Megan, you're talking about this week after week on this podcast, hear God's voice, get, you know, get my marching orders from him, get my guidance from him. I don't know if what I'm hearing is his voice or my voice. I'm getting all confused. I wrote this book called Untangled Faith all about how God talks to his people, what his voice sounds like, and how you specifically can hear from him through the spiritual discipline, through this practice of journaling that he's given people before me. And I've just expanded and expounded on it. And so if you are looking to grow in community with other people, and you want to hear God's voice for yourself, then listen for the details in, in upcoming podcasts or hit me up, join my email list. You can go to my website and just punch in your name and join my email list. You're going to get all the details because I have a 10-week study guide that will walk you through the book and begin to teach you how to do this journaling with your friends, with your people that you are doing life with so that you can get kingdom wisdom, revelation, truth, love, downloads, so that you can let go of the past. You can sift through and discern what are those things and those feelings and that ex those experiences that no longer need to have control over you. They don't need to rule you because you are under a new authority now. You are under the authority and the power and the love of Jesus Christ. That is what's going to inform your future. That's what's going to inform your days. That's what this study is about. So stay tuned. I'll give you more information on that. But I've written a study guide with small group discussion questions and it's, I'm just super excited about it. So if you can't tell, I'm a little bit passionate. I love you guys and just stay focused on the one thing. I love you and I can't wait to hear more about what God's doing in your life. So talk to you later. Thank you so much for listening. If this episode challenged or inspired you, I would be honored if you would rate it and leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts so others can hang out with us too. If you'd like to connect at a deeper level, you can find me on Instagram at Megan underscore Nilsen, or head to my website, meganbnilsen.com and schedule a free curiosity and connection call. Let's keep the conversation going.